This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening or watching the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks. Guy bar style podcast having about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening and getting this podcast. Hey, wherever you're getting it, we're not going to judge you as long as you're liking, subscribing and all that good stuff. And of course, giving us those reviews. Look, we love five tool baseball players on this podcast. Why not? But you know what we love more than that? Five star review. So hit us up with that five star review. And if you're not subscribed and following us on YouTube, now is your chance. Get in on the bottom floor. Anyways, this is our... Jorge Polanco episode. We're going to call it the Polanco party. With me up in Edmonds is Hanno and Edmonds. I love the chair. What is up with this chair? It's a nice little denim chair you got right there. You look like the king. Yeah, it's nice. The king of Edmonds. Nice and relaxed. You look nice and relaxed now that we got a probably an everyday second baseman up there. Um, all, over here in the stat department tonight, off camera, we have... The Ninja, what's going on, Ninja? Oh, what's up? What's up? Uh, so let's get right to it. As we all know, if you're a Mariners fan, if you've just not been given a fuck, uh, look, we'll, we'll catch you up really quick. The Mariners have pulled off probably the biggest trade, arguably the biggest trade this this offseason. Um, I guess we could look at the, the Robbie Ray for Hanniger was a big headline grabber, but as far as Mariners adding to their offense, they have gotten Jorge Polanco, a second baseman, has been in the league for 10 parts of 10 seasons, was all-star in 2019, has had some injury uh, issues here and there, but overall a solid second baseman. Um, the Mariners, uh, it seems like, haven't had a second baseman um, with some power, at least since Robinson Cano. Uh, what is your initial reaction uh, or feeling right now before we start this conversation? Maybe it'll change later at the end of the Polanco party. How are you feeling about it, Hanno? Yeah, it was a nice little uh, pickup for the Mariners here late in the offseason to, uh, you know, get another quality player. Let's hope he stays healthy, like you mentioned. Yeah, that's the big thing to me when I when I look up Polanco and and I and I go through just pulling this up here on um uh what is the baseball reference you, you you go back through games played played appearances you seen what he did in nineteen but that's a while ago that's a that's a while ago but the, you see what he can do when he when he gets seven hundred played appearances I mean uh, this guy twenty two home runs 79 rbis that that season um as well as an ops of 841 but in 2021 he was not an all-star but i would say that's probably it looks like maybe his uh most productive year has got to be in uh, 2021 at least from the power side 33 home runs it's only 
few years ago, 98 RBIs, uh, OPS 826. But then around that, we're looking, you know, let's just go backwards. Last year, only 80 games. 2022, 104. Um, the year I mentioned right there, 2021, 152 games. Uh, shortened season in 20 from COVID, but uh, 153 in 2019. So again, uh, Mariners have landed themselves another player that if they can stay healthy, like you said, going to make an impact, but that's a big, big if. Yeah, sure is. I mean, with him and like you mentioned, picking up Hanniger, um, it's going to take this ball club to have like, five six guys to have career years and hopefully no injuries to even sniff the al west yeah i mean uh just to be kind of like concerned the thing that concerns me before we get to ninja over there is you look at what we traded away uh or didn't bring back and i'm talking about teo and i'm talking about eugenio eugenio played in every single game last year um tail wet up in the 150s as well those guys play all the time you've replaced that um in the lineup as big pillars of your lineup yeah with with hanniger with garver uh with polanco what do all these guys have in common they don't they they don't play that many games they don't have a consistent record of doing that consistently and that's scary to me that's the part that scares me yeah it has to i mean they're not available it's gonna be a long season right well let's just try to keep this polanco party going uh i i do have to say overall i i'm happy to see us gr grab somebody i the thing that kind of always bugs me when you listen to hollander or to poto and these guys like hey this guy's been on our radar for years you know we were going back to you know whatever 2020 2019 and you're like well i'm just tired of always hearing these guys were on our radar for years so let's get them right now after they're coming off of injury years and kind of down swings in their career it's always interesting to hear that or frustrating oh, yeah. it's a you're, you're exactly right another one too is they've been working out with julio so that's, you know, the kind of the go-to ones. Of course they have been. You know, they said that about Teo last year. Oh, he works out with Julio. And now they've talked about it here with Polanco. So I'm glad they're friends with Julio. That's important. <laughs> that is, that's that's how you win ball games. Uh, listen, I guess since we are going to keep it uh, right here in the Polanco party, let's let's keep it a little bit of uh, in the naysay before we get to some of the plus stuff. We're going to do this backwards. Uh, now that we started off this way, uh, Ninja, you, you you are not into this trade. You were telling me all afternoon. Well, I'm glad we did something. Let's just start off with that. I'm here looking at Josh, <clears throat> the Josh Rojas page. And, um, you know, it's definitely an upgrade. But I'm just saying there's other second basemen out there that we could have maybe targeted and got more value for. But in the end, this is this is their guy. There seems to be a lot of positive um, sentiment, sentiment coming Sen coming out of Minnesota. People like this guy. There's you know people are saying that oh, Mariners got a really good deal. There's just a few other guys that I mentioned that you know uh, Jonathan India. I think he would have been an, a better guy. Brandon Dury, he would have been a better guy. Like, kid out of Oakland. I think we might have been able to get him. There's some. Some other infielders that, you know, Jorge, Jorge Polanco was honestly not even on my radar. He's a little bit older. 
Well, we did an episode where, and you can find this on our YouTube page of you saying that the Minnesota Twins would be the worst trading partners for the Mariners. So you're you're backing up that right here. Yeah, I just you know I'm glad we did something, but I would there's other second basemen I would have targeted for for what we the price we paid. Uh, so you're you're saying that we paid too much because for one, number two though, when you're saying hey you want to. Uh, some of these other second basemen that you name, or just going off of the, the bleacher report that they put out a month or so ago, and I, I would assume it's still the same because it's going off of last year. You're you're talking about Brandon Drury, but he's also a Anaheim Angel, so that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, Zach Gallinoff on the A's, uh, Glaber Torres, um, Jonathan India. I get it. I hear you, but I also feel like those are guys that are going to command uh, a Woo, a Miller, a Logan. I think those were the asking prices for um, players like that. Um, but you're saying you still feel like the Mariners giving up um, Topa, um, Gabby Gonzalez, who's number 79 in the top 100 is is too much well you know hindsight's always going to be 2020 when we look back i gotta make a prediction now i'd say yeah we gave up too much and we're, we become the losers in, in the long run on this trade anno yeah i don't know i wouldn't go i i i don't know that much about the youngsters just you know that he's like you mentioned 79 some people i've read said that that maybe was too high it's hard to say but uh, like like we talked about, I'm just glad the Mariners made a move. It definitely improves the club, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and you know, as far as you were telling me the other night when this first happened, you Hanno, you were kind of hearing what some of the Twins people were saying about it. I did hear the take that um, if you haven't heard the take uh, on foul territory by AJ Pertinsky. He was not a fan of this for what the twins are doing. Obviously you're going, if you're a twins fan, this is going to pull out your heartstrings. He's been there for a decade. He's, he's made four playoff appearances with, with your team. Um, not a lot of wins there, but I mean, I get it. If you're a Minnesota twins fan where you're like, they feel like just like the Mariners where, Hey, if you just add somebody on here, we're already division champions. We should be adding on, to our team, adding on to our lineup. And they're kind of in that same situation where I believe they have a TV deal uh, situation going on. And uh, they were like one of the only teams, as far as I can can hear that, were trading, wanting to trade for prospects with the Mariners versus ready for the major leagues right now. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Twins feel that way or some of their fans because – uh, what I've read and heard is, you know, they just didn't have room for him. They had that rookie, Julian, that played second base for him last year. I know Mariner fans might remember him playing against the Mariners, hit really well, hit a couple bombs, uh, looked really good. So I, to me, it makes sense. I think the big point of the, for me and the overlooking factor is um, where you mentioned we didn't have to give up a Wu or a Miller to acquire this. We still have those type of guys, and that's important in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, to, to quote uh, AJ Przinsky, he said, quote, the twins could take this division easily if they just spent a little bit of money 
But again, to your uh, what you were saying, uh, Hanno, yeah, it seems like there are when I'm pulling up uh, twins Twitter, they are there are people thinking like, hey, they got a nice little haul here out of the Mariners, and let's not forget, uh, you know, Topo. Topa, if stay if he stays healthy throughout the year, how impactful he can be in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, Ninja, what'd you got to say? Oh, I'm just looking at the fan graphs, and you know they got Jorge Polanco as our number three hitter. So yeah, we'll get to the line. Yeah, as far as the rankings you were bringing up here, rankings by Bleacher Report, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> But they have Jorge Polanco ranked as the 21st best second baseman. And this must be going off of last year. And I, when I scroll down here, because the article is the top 25, they had Jose Caballero at 25. So as far as what you're saying that we could have got much more, is you're saying we've only moved up a bit at the second baseman position. Yeah, and we've just, I think, added some risk, some older slower guy kind of risk older he just hasn't got that 600 plate appearances if he does it's gonna be awesome but if you know subpar defense i've kind of heard you know it's not a strong point he's a good contact hitter he's kind of he still strikes out a little bit a little bit less than gino but you know what he had like no, a lot less than gino well he's gonna get 150 strikeouts versus 200 strikeouts. He's going to get 160 strikeouts if he plays the whole season, if he gets 600 plate appearances. So we had, what, 300 plate appearances? Okay, okay. I guess you're right. I guess he strikes out two-thirds of the time that yeah. Gino does. He's no Arise who struck out, what, 34 times? Well, there's you know, there's only one Arise in this whole league. So, that's who yeah. we should have traded for. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, him and Mookie Betts. Well, as far as his defense, I <laughs> like we should have just gave Otani seven hundred and fifty million dollars too. Um, as far as his defense, yeah, I heard it. It's not that great. He's played a lot of uh, games at third base or shortstop. I mean, he's played over five hundred games at shortstop. I believe twenty-four games at third base. Primarily was a second baseman when uh, Correa came over there, uh, but. Look, just like the Mariners can find pitchers uh, seemingly out of nowhere and turn them into great bullpen pitchers, we've seen Perry Hill do modern miracles with uh, a, a lot of players. What do you think uh, Perry Hill's impact could have on Polanco, Hanno? You know, I think Perry Hill's great with the fundamentals of the game, the transfers, getting your feet set. But you can't really teach foot speed, and that's kind of what I've heard about him. He just doesn't have the foot speed that you would hope um, and doesn't have the range. But uh, that's something that hopefully he can uh, make a modern little miracle, you know. So we'll see. Um, it's just hard to say. I haven't seen him enough and watched him enough, but that's just what I've heard. And I, I actually heard an interview saying that if they're going to rank the uh, – um, up the middle combination in the American League, uh, they would rank Seattle's towards the bottom with JP and him just because of the foot speed. So we'll see. I mean, we need offense. That's what he's kind of known for. So hopefully that um, carries him more than 
kind of what I had heard about his defense. He's just got to make the routine play, you know? Yeah, that that's <laughs> we that's all we can ask, especially with with guys that are getting that aren't 23, 24 years old on league. This guy's coming off of what some soft tissue injuries and things like that. Uh as far as the offense, uh yes, I'm I'm happy for this ad of the offense. He, even if he plays 130 games and can get you 20 home runs and 80 RBIs. Um, that's going to be great. As far as, you know, the ball being on the ground in the infield, look at the guys that are on the mound. We do have guys that can get the strikeouts. So maybe that's a big deal. I know later in the game, that's when you're probably looking on somebody to roll over, but the Mariners just seem like they're just power strikeout pitchers. So maybe somebody without, this great huge range does not uh, maybe impact negatively like maybe it will on another team. Yeah, exactly. And with the shift going away, you know, you're just hoping for him to be able to cover more ground, but you know, that's what people said. We'll see. Uh, like you mentioned, he's had some injuries. Hopefully that that's just, you know, more of uh, the injury bug and stuff like that. But, yeah, like you just got to make the routine play, and hopefully, I mean, the Mariners just need to keep, be able to turn those key double plays in those key situations. I mean, that goes for any major league club. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Well, what kind of stats are you looking up that are... Uh... Just Polanco. He's going to be our... He's going to be the best hitter on our team, according to fan graphs, you know? I mean, besides Julio, Julio's going to hit number two, but you put, you know... Polanco on your number three spot and Garber, you know, it's just kind of weird how they rank these guys. And they're saying that, you know, Mitch Hanniger is going to hit eighth and not have a really good season. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so what do you believe on these, these projections? Well, the got? projections are just projections. Uh, yeah. uh, but if we are going off of uh, which one do you want to pull up here? Fan graphs, fan graphs. Uh, let's just see. Mariners. Potential Mariners potential lineup or per, mm. prospected. Lineup. They got Rojas hitting ninth, playing third base. Yeah, hold on. But, well, okay, we just pull up. If you want to pull up these, these we'll look at two two different ones. I'm going to pull up Roto Champ, and I'll pull up Fangraphs. Uh, in Roto Champ, uh, we got J.P. Crawford, Julio. We can say Polanco, Garver, Raleigh, Ty France, Luke Rayley. Mitch Hanniger, yeah, at eighth, and, and Rojas at ninth, and I believe they have the same uh, over exactly on Fangraphs. Fan um, as far I'm going to go with the Roto Champ as far as projections, as far as Polanco, 493 at bats. I'd take that. I'd honestly take that. Uh, 70 run, 21 home runs, 72 RBIs. OPS about 763. I'd honestly sign somewhere to take that. 
if you if this guy could give you 500 at bats given his history i would take that what about that what about you hannah oh of course um you know one thing i you know we've bashed the ownership as they should be but we got to at least i got to give a little props to jerry you know he's kind of turned over the roster and hasn't given up a big you know main cog down in the farm or you know one of our young pitchers and um they've totally turned it over and then also cut salary which ownership wanted and it's it's a respectable job so i i, I gotta commend them for that yeah i mean uh, from you know what two months ago when we were, we were kind of finding out hey we don't even have 20 million we had to make 20 million or whatever it is to uh looking at a lineup that we just lost tail we just lost um uh a eugenio uh we 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 trade away uh <laughs> Ray one of our kalnick i mean just kalnick, guys. Oh, i forgot about tom murphy guy. tom murphy yeah. yeah and now you're looking at a lineup that you know crawford rodriguez polanco garvo raleigh uh, sorry, JP, Julio, Polanco, Mitch Garver, Cal Raleigh, Ty France, Luke Rayleigh, Mitch Hanniger, and Rojas. You can argue that this lineup is slightly better than last year or a bit better than last year. But again, I think it's you look at um, games played, how many players were habitually injured that we traded. Uh, Tom Murphy definitely was or traded or didn't sign. I should say Tom Murphy was injured. Uh, Kelnick missed a lot of last season from his self-inflicted wound. Um, but again, uh, Gino and Teo played all the time and you're, you're looking at guys, you know, four other guys that we've added that don't have the track record of playing all the time. So that's the big concern. That's the number one concern right there. Yeah, health, it's, it all comes down to that. If everybody's healthy, you know, we've talked about before, the bench, it seems a little deeper now. Um, guys are kind of slotted into where I feel that they should be. And um, so it, it's going to come down to health, no doubt, with Hanniger, Garver, and um, Polanco as the guys that you brought back, in, brought back in return for players. So, yeah, it's... Hopefully they have one of these great magical years and stay healthy. Yeah, again, they're betting again on potential. If the if they can reach their potential, again, we're, we're looking all right. Uh, but again, it's the whole potential thing. Um, we still don't have, uh, you know, that, that second star to go along, you know, the twin tower to go along with, with Julio. Um, maybe that happens mid-season uh obviously this just looks like to me it feels obvious that this is pretty much your starting lineup that you're going to be rolling rolling out there for 2024 for at least the start yeah i mean what you mentioned earlier with aj Przinski talking about the twins i mean you could say that very easily about the mariners i mean it's really a shame that they couldn't add a, one more big time player and spend some money i mean as a core and kind of how they've changed up things, it's not bad, but it's also not that good either to compete with the teams you're chasing. No. Um, but on, again, on the positive side, 
some of our role players that we've had, uh, the Haggerty's, Dylan Moore. Now with with these acquisitions that we've made, you're kind of looking at like Dylan Moore is your 26 man, right? And Haggerty would be your guy, um, you know, barring an injury or something like that. I'm looking out on fan graphs and stuff. They still have Taylor Chamel above uh, um, Canzone. No, Canzone. You don't have Canzone on any of these, which that's what I mean. These these things, I feel like Canzone has a lot more promise and upside right now in his career than uh, a Taylor Chamel does. But, you know, uh, we got to see what uh, Zebi uh, Zabala is going to be like. And, you know, if Luisa Rice, is that how I say his name? No. That was it. That's the good guy. Which, Arias, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and if Luis Arias can return to what he was showing earlier on in his career, then, you know, that that's a whole nother thing. But as far as the lineup, it, it does feel a bit longer. I mean, we're not looking at uh, a Dylan Moore, Sam Haggerty in the same lineup. One of them is your DH. Oh, yeah, it's much. We didn't have a DH last year. Sure, we had Mike Ford who hit you a few, but at least now we Garver as a, He'll give you more base hits for sure than just the big bomb like Ford gave you. Yeah, and I think uh, that you're probably going to see Jorge Polanco in that DH spot, which I'm fine with as long as he's hitting. And I'm fine with if that keeps him healthy all year. Yeah, I would I would think Haniger would do it, play more DH than him. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm just looking at this lineup, though, that we, we have uh, – uh, still have a yes, we have a traditional DH in there with Garver, but we still have somebody like Polanco, uh, Haniger, and I would say, you know, even uh, Cal Raleigh once in a while, it, you know, rotating in there through DH. Yeah, they have a lot more options this year to, uh, as we know, the Mariners like to play the righty-lefty matchup and the numbers and play it pretty much down the line. So they'll have some options to give guys days off and switch them around in the lineup and play different positions. I mean, at one point, didn't we have Estrella or what was his name? Uh, Tommy LaStella at DH in a game. I'd have to go back through the... Through yeah, the, uh, the first I... week that he was here, yeah. God. Yeah. They had to. Jerry was really pumping him up early on in the season. And then he stunk. Yeah. <clears throat> Eight million for him. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, 2023 was a sack of shit. We also have an episode coming out here pretty soon that we put a little time into called uh, the 23 worst losses in 23, just so we can flush 20 three down the toilet and, and move on. Uh, but as far as Polanco, I think as far as getting him right now, given the circumstances that the Mariners were in, it's a good move. Uh, the concerning factor, like we've talked about is the injuries, a concern that Polanco has no control over is the state of the bullpen after, you know, you, you let, Swanson go last year for Teo. Teo's not here anymore. 
Um, you, you trade away Seawald in the middle of the season and you uh, trade uh, Topa right here. Bullpen still is a big question mark, but it seems like every year the bullpen is a big question mark and the Mariners just seem to figure it out. So I do want to give them organization and the coaching and, and, and the acquisitions to get the benefit of the doubt. And cause until they've proven us wrong, uh, we kind of got to roll with it. Yeah. I mean, they do have their little pitching lab where they're able to resurrect guys and change things and tell them to throw it here at this count. And, they really dissect it. But for me, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Munoz and Brash are able to take that next step forward because we saw what happened when uh, they got rid of Seawald. And, um, you know, they're getting their feet wet and there were some stressful times. But that's the position they're going to be in. And with losing Topa, your third guy, uh, everybody just kind of moves up the ladder. And then with these seven guys or so that we signed, in the off season here, um, they're going to have plenty of choices to uh, plug and play and put in the uh, bullpen. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. But uh, uh, one thing about uh, Polanco, though, that we, we can't ignore um, is he's he's got himself in trouble before, but not in a very long time. But it's at least worth mentioning that in uh, 2018, he was popped with a 80 day uh, suspension, uh, decided not to appeal it. In fact, his quote was um, at the time today, I have regretfully accepted my and that this is from. Uh, May 18th, 2018, he goes, Today I regretfully, regretfully accept my 80-game suspension for testing positive for Stanozolo. Is that what it's called? Stanozolo? Stanozola. Stanozola? I don't know. Uh, sounds sounds, uh, sounds like something you just can't get over the counter, that's for sure. Uh, to be clear, I did not intentionally consume this steroid. I... Now know, however, that my intention alone is not a good enough excuse and I will pay the price for my error in judgment. Substance I requested from my athletic trainer in the Dominican Republic and consented to take was a combination of vitamin B12 and an iron supplement, something that is not usual or illegal for professional athletes to take. Unfortunately, what I was given was not that supplement and I take full responsibility for what was in my body, every bone in my body wants to appeal the suspension, but out of respect for Derek Favley, Thad Levine, Paul Molitor, my coaches, my teammates, and the entire Twins organization, I've decided to withdraw my request to appeal and will begin serving my suspension immediately. My hope is that through this extremely disappointing situation, other players will learn from my mistake. Look, had a shortened 2018 season, but bounced back in 2019, big time and clean. And, uh, you know, his, it seems like his pocket of really good play has been 19, 20 and 21. So, um, this was probably something he, whether he knew this or he didn't 
he didn't need it. Yeah, and it, you know, you mentioned it happened in eighteen, like you mentioned, it, he didn't have a massive drop off after the fact. Uh, his big drop off was just no. not staying healthy. Yeah, in fact, he he took off. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, the last couple of years, it's been these little nagging leg injuries that we're concerned about. The one thing I do want to point out is his contract that they got is it's not a bad contract. It's what ten million this year. Um, I believe there is a $12 million club option. So he's making 10 and a half this year. Uh, so let's just say he balls out this year and we end up, you know, finally hitting on one of these, these trades, uh, which where the Mariners are due uh, for one to really, really pan out. Let's just say he pans out. You got him next year for $12 million. Yeah, that's encouraging. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's it's in the in the budget for the old Mariners, that's for sure. <laughs> kind of works in what they want to do. Like you said, he plays other positions. Uh, the Mariners signed a guy from KC that plays in the infield and outfield. They got Bliss down on the farm. So they have some options. Yeah, you're right. When you make that point, this could be a really smart bridge yeah. to whatever we have coming right now. And effective. I mean, you, you go back and you look at Wong, even in Wong's best power year, and you take Polanco's injury plague seasons, Polanco's got way more power. Oh, uh, this, sure. this guy barrels the ball up a lot. Uh, one of these guys that uh, makes those hard, productive outs. Yeah, I was saying it can, 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 can get confusing because we have two Georges. On the team, <laughs> George, George Kirby George and, and, and Polanco. Or his, however you want to look at. We'll it. try to help you out. They're spelled. They're spelled different. Yeah, they pronounce George a little bit different, but yes, we got we got two Georges or two Jorge's. One's a pitcher. One's a uh, in the lineup. Just remember that. Um, another thing, he's worn only one number in the major leagues, and that's number eleven. Probably not going to happen here in Seattle. Yeah, I'd take that bet. Yeah, I wonder what his number is going to be. We'll have to uh, do some research on what number he's going to. Do you think it's going to be a normal number, or do you think he's going to get just like, you know, like when some players can't get their typical number, they'll just get crazy and be like, give me 74. 69. Uh, no, he'll be like, I don't know, 21, 22, something like that, I'm thinking. Just trying to think of how a player thinks. You know, they want to keep that one still in there, just, or they like the double numbers. So I think 21 and 22 are available. Yeah, or maybe he could be just like, I want three numbers. Just give me three. So 111. 111. Uh, uh, other good reports about him around the league is that he is a team leader and a great clubhouse guy. So, and I think that's a good move. And I'll tell you my favorite thing about this trade. Uh, is we traded that guy's name I butchered all the time. What is it? D. Scalcini or what was his name? D. Scalcini. D. Scalcini. Listen, here's my theory about why we traded him. Not only did we trade him because what was he making this year? Like a good amount of money. Twelve million. Mariners couldn't afford that for somebody that's going to be a death pitch. They also were probably too cheap and didn't want to put that many letters on a goddamn jersey. 
So, oh God, could you imagine how terrible the back of his jersey would look with the way <laughs> the the, the uh, fonts of the Mariners jerseys? Oh my God, who does those? Aren't they switching the font, Hannah? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so after this, uh, Polanco party, I think we've warmed up the pools here at the Polanco party than when we started, uh, yeah. Are you starting to feel better, uh, Ninja about the Polanco trade after hearing all, hearing... after looking at, you know, Josh Rojas stats, I started feeling better. There you go. Yeah. If, if you start to feel weird about this trade, go look at what we were going to put at second base and what we were going to do at second base. You'll probably start to feel better. That's what the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast does for you. It makes you feel better. Well, sometimes. Sometimes it makes you feel better. Uh, uh, and Polancaroni pizza night. Polancaroni pizza night. I like it. I like it. Jorge Hot Pocket night. There you go. Special nights they could have in store for us. The mobile park. You know, the polo. Polo pullover. <laughs> the polo pullover. Uh, let's just, if we're just ending here on the positives, here's what we got. Hopefully, a guy who's going to be holding down second base all year long, hopefully getting 500 at bats. It's going to, if he gets 500 at bats, this is going to be a really good move. You also still have a, a Woo, a Miller, and a Logan on your team this at this point going into spring training we probably thought one of them would have been gone they're not uh and this move definitely fills in a big hole in the lineup yeah maybe you uh, have a little um you know veteran presence in the clubhouse with julio now too that's what we were mentioning yeah so um welcome to the conversation welcome aboard Welcome aboard the rye bread and mustard. All right. Well, that has been our Jorge Polanco Polanco party. We know it started off a little skeptic. Sometimes we got to just, uh, it's really the bad taste that the Mariners organization leaves in your mouth. And then, yeah, you got to calm down. Uh, you know, that's why we're the dive bar bar. You got to sip on that drink. You got to settle on down and relax and, uh, you know, do a little bit of analyzation. Uh, hey, listen, he's going to have uh, the best uh, infield guru. Uh, yeah, hopefully they're not like... Now you're getting peaches and cream, like... Yeah, yeah. and listen, we got an offensive <laughs> coordinator. We got an offensive... I don't offensive think Durst and I have changed our attitudes that much, but you're getting a little peaches and creamy yeah. on it. All right, well... <laughs> hopefully we're not... Like, later on, like, I'm going to go take a Polanco. Yeah, all right. <laughs> With that being said, uh, thanks for liking, subscribing. Listen, we love those five tool baseball players right here on the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast. But you know what we like more than the, that, Hanno? Tell me. I already forgot. Oh, no. It's those five-star reviews. Hit us with that five-star review. And if you haven't subscribed, do it. What the fuck are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. With that being said, Hanno... You know what time it is. Charge.